So here we are again and welcome to the next edition of our Entrepreneur Sushi Club podcast. Oh my gosh, I tell you, I cannot even begin to introduce you to today's guest. But before we do that, let me introduce you to my wonderful co-host. Of course, it's the one and only Mr. Woon Tan. Hello, everyone. Hey, Woon. Woon, we are in for a treat today, let me tell you, because today we have got with us somebody who is very dear to me because she is a very, very special friend of mine, but also somebody that is really blazing her own trail for spiritual and intuitive entrepreneurs, okay? She is definitely, in my world, I would call a disruptor, okay? So, without further ado, let me introduce you to a very big sushi fan and entrepreneur, Ms. Inga Dexney. And Inga, before we hear her lovely dulcet tones, Inga is actually the founder of Magical Creators Live. And for those of you that don't know, Magical Creators Live is actually Europe's first, and what can I say, absolutely trailblazing, there's that word again, event and business growth development for spiritual and intuitive entrepreneurs. So Inga and her tribe are really out there healing and soothing and taking care of everyone's well-being, especially at this time we find ourselves in. So again, without further ado, let me introduce you to the lovely Inga Dexney. Hello, everyone. Thank you for having me on um, this podcast. And, you know, I would love to just sit and hear uh, all the kind and lovely words you're saying about me. It's so nice. That's because you're so nice, Inga. It's very, it's very easy to be nice about a nice person. That's not hard, is it, Moon? Yeah, I mean, I think that's what, that's been the theme of this show, really. Like, all the people that we're getting, are. it's so good to be interviewing your friends, right? Oh, absolutely. Especially when they're doing such great work as well. It really is. And we're very lucky because the whole point of our podcast is, you know, to be with like-minded people, people who, who are just as crazy as us in their adoration of sushi. So, <laughs> so of course, they're going to be our friends, but they're also going to be really good business people as well, because that's the world in which we, you know, we kind of reside in. So first and foremost, Inga, tell us a little bit about your journey, you know, how you got here. Um, what, what makes you do what you do? Because Business development for spiritual and intuitive and heart-centered entrepreneurs is something that I know lots of people dabble in, but not many people have taken it as seriously and to the degree that you have. So tell us a little bit how, about how you actually got here. Okay, uh, I will start with geographically. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm based currently in London in the UK, but as you can see, or well, not see, but hear, um, I'm originally from Latvia. It's a small country near the Baltic Sea. And uh, it was my dream to move to London only because I fell in love with London unconditionally. I wanted to live here. And at the age of 33, I moved to um, a new big city. I knew only my cousins here and that's it i didn't have a job um, no um, kind of certainty 
similar like we are having now, like no certainty. But I had a big desire to live in the city that felt like my soul city. And I still have unconditional love towards London. And um, I always wanted to have my own business, but I never knew how to make it possible. And only when I moved to London, the past revealed itself. And I came across coaching as a concept of a business. And I started being a coach first. And for many years, I combined coaching business with doing a day job. But um, I got into social media accidentally uh, through my love towards champagne. So it's sushi and champagne. And I was I that, my kind of girl. <laughs> <laughs> so I was at a newly opened champagne bar and they, um, so they were very attentive because they were just opened and the interior was so beautiful. Drinks were magnificent. The cocktails and combination was so beautiful. And as you do when you attend a bar or restaurant or nice meal, the first things that you do, you take a photo and you want to tag yourself in that venue. And I couldn't do it. And I complained about it. Well, two glasses of champagne gave me this bravery uh, to complain that I can't uh, tag myself. And it turned out that they didn't have a Facebook page. They didn't know how to do it. Again, two glasses of champagne were enough. I offered my services, even though I never did social media for oh, anyone wow. else. So, wow. and this is how my journey into social media um, has started. And it was in 2012. So you really took that leap. I love that, Inga. You, you literally, okay, you were spurred on by champers, but even so, you just said, you know what? I, I I want to I want be able I want to be the one to be able to do what I can't currently do. So I'm gonna show you how to do it. Yeah. And I love that because sometimes we do, we have to just grasp these opportunities where we find them. Uh, was it Richard Branson who said, um, you know, if an opportunity shows up and you don't know how to do it or what, what it's about, just take it anyway and learn on the job. And that's exactly what you did, because in terms of social media, you are now a very successful social media coach. You're recognized for your high impact happiness. I love that. High impact happiness coaching. Love that. You know, um, and of course, magical creators. So going from being a complete novice regarding social media and learning on the job and turning it into a successful business to now working with all these um, spiritual intuitive entrepreneurs. What was the one thing, the one thing, if you, if you can narrow it down to one thing that in that leap, that was your biggest learning or your biggest test. What, what was it in that leap? Well, I didn't treat it as a, test so I was curious I did feel responsible uh, because I knew how to make social media work for my business I never did it for anyone else but I started learning and I think curiosity was my leading energy and the more I learned um, I think I signed up for all possible courses so the more I learned and it was natural to want to share that knowledge and so my next step was to organize a meetup 
and invite people to share my knowledge how to grow their business on Facebook. And this was, I think, my uh, turning point because it was a big failure. Um, uh, people signed up for a free event um, and I was preparing my slide, uh, slides, PowerPoint. I was so um, looking forward to that event. And when nobody showed up, even though like 15 people signed up, when nobody was showed up, I was with my laptop, with all those slides, uh, I felt defeated. Yeah. And since then, up till last year, I never did a live event. It was always on, only online. And I did turn it around because the presentation I prepared, I turned it into online course. And it started my journey with uh, alternative therapists. So I was promoted by um, an influencer in that industry and I was exposed to um, therapists, uh, people who were doing healing and it was a completely uh, new world for me. I worked with uh, mindset aspect. I worked about thoughts become things and all this um, stuff, but I never... Uh, knew about angels so much yeah. as as I started learning from my clients or meditation. I never um, did a meditation till 2016. And only when I experienced the magic of meditation, when I started getting messages during those meditations to the point that even um, a content for my newsletters came through meditation i just needed to record um outline for the programs came through meditation and so now i work like that through my intuition with intuitive entrepreneurs but i also come up with a solution not just based on my knowledge but through the message that comes to me during the process of working with them yeah so when you work with intuitive entrepreneurs like what's the biggest thing that you learn about their intuition. Why did you choose to work with these group of people? Um, I, I think so. Initially, I was exposed to them, so to speak. But the more I work is because you can connect at the soul level and there is no game. Like when I show up on my live streams, I know my audience. I know that I can't pretend. And being authentic is one of my values. And being in front of that audience, I know that, first of all, I don't need to um, make appearance. I don't need to pretend uh, somebody who I'm not because I know that they feel. They can read the energy. So, And very often they read into the energy that I may not be aware and they will give me a feedback saying what they can sense and and how it works and that's why it's so exciting and every time you don't know what to expect and you know one of the things I love about your audience as well um, Inga is that some of them are very easily recognizable so you have got um, people who are clairvoyance you have people who um, like you say work with the angels you have people who are therapists and healers or you know things where you would expect spirituality and intuition and um, 
faith to show up. But then you've got other people as well who, on the face of it, like, for instance, I know within your community there is um, a tax advisor. On the face of it, you know, that's quite a hard skill, you know, in terms of it's, um, it's a very disciplined skill and talent that, that this particular person has. But that person, why they were attracted to your group is because they also have a real passion for crystals and crystal healing and crystal therapy. And I love the fact that your group attracts those different types of people. So when you were creating your event, for example, when you were creating Magical Creators Live, were you creating it knowing it would literally attract all sorts of people. I mean, I've been to that event. I was part of your inaugural event and we had surveyor, we had a surveyor there, you know. So when you were creating it, did you know that you were going to attract a whole new audience as well as the ones that you were currently serving? Well, I did not know because as I said, <laughs> anything can happen, but the essence of magical creators is this beautiful blend of structured approach traditional marketing or um, traditional like disciplines and spiritual and meditation or being open to your higher self so the essence of magical creators is this beautiful blend of both worlds um, logic and intuition magic and reality so to speak mm -hmm. so and i think we all need to have both sides we need yep. structure, we need discipline, um, because you you can run with intuition and you can end up working endless hours, like following all the intuitive hits. Only recently when I introduced a working day, eight hours, I can feel free because prior to that, I was working nonstop and I was in that working mode all the time because I was in the flow. Yeah. So we need a little bit of discipline. We need to show up when we don't feel like it mm. because I think um, misconception of law of attraction or going with the flow is to do things only when you feel like it. The moment you hit the resistance, then um, no, it's not the right path. You need to go deeper, understanding why you resist and show up uh, overcoming the challenge. Mm, you're absolutely right because it can be a bit headless chicken otherwise you're absolutely right I get that I get that so Inga you and I met at a networking do quite some years ago now six you, was it six come oh, six years already it was six years ago I remember it was I remember it was the very first networking event of that particular year and I think there were only a few of us that actually turned up weren't there it was me you and probably about two or three other people but um, and we immediately connected and bonded over all sorts of different things. And it wasn't until some time after, however, that we found that we had a shared love of sushi. Yeah. So can you tell us, please, Inga, where your love for sushi came from? Because you, I, I, I love sushi, but I think you just about pip me to that. I've got to say, I think you are a little bit more down the road than me. So where did this adoration come from? 
I don't remember when was the first time I tried sushi. Isn't that like... funny? Nobody can. Everyone we interview, no one remembers their first time. <laughs> I, I, I do have a question. Like, were there sushi in Latvia? Uh, we experienced it. Yes. Um, I think just before I left, uh, it was one, one of the first restaurants. And uh. I have to say, um, some places in Latvia they're making sushi much better than some places in London, funnily enough. so. Well, London, you do get a lot of restaurants and places that serve sushi. That is, yes. that is why, I think. Well, one of the reasons why. So, but yeah, in Latvia, you can get, surprisingly, a very good quality sushi. And it, it also is very popular food in Latvia. Um, I don't know. I love, and I think I can eat sushi all day long. Usually I don't like to repeat the same dish. Sushi I can eat all day long um, um, if somebody makes it. But I took it one step further. I went to sushi make class one, um, and I, uh, I was learning from um, chef in, from Japan. So he was with a translator, and I found it so therapeutic, making sushi and following the you know, steps. Um, I would love to make it at home. I think once I, I made it together with my daughter, the only issue I have is finding a very good quality fish to be able to make sushi at home. Mm. If I knew the sauce, I would make sushi at home. Mm. Wow. You, you've actually learned how to make sushi. Yes. That's, that's like the first of the guests that I think... I think so. The next level. Yeah, that is definitely... Like I said, Inga and I have a shared love, but she's definitely, I'd say, a little bit more crazy about it than even I am. <laughs> you know what? I would challenge... We don't have our other co-host um, with us today and also the founder of our Entrepreneur Sushi club either um, Lubna Lubna Zaru but I would challenge whether even Lubna has taken it that far Moon <laughs> yeah I, well, I don't think she she, she mentioned uh, yeah. It, so yeah I don't I don't think so <laughs> yeah let us know Luby if you're listening in okay <laughs> so I know you love sushi and you've, you've taken me to all sorts of places we've had sushi but what what's your favorite which one's your favorite don't remember. I, I like Itsu like on the go, mm. but specific I can't remember now. Um, yeah, I should have prepared for the show. <laughs> um, don't re, don't re, don't remember the the name of the restaurant, but it's oh, was it that one that was in the on the South Bank in London that does really great sushi? We went there once. Once. Yeah, one of them. Um, I think there are a lot of them in, in Soho. Mm. But uh, for on-the-go or daily consumption, um, Itsu is my favorite out okay. of the chain restaurants. Okay. And do you have um, a particular type of sushi as well? Oh, my God. It's very specialized show. Around <laughs> sushi. This very. is the entrepreneur's... <laughs> Club. Like for instance, you know, you know, I absolutely love California Crunchyroll from Sushi Gourmet. It's my favorite. So, which one's yours? 
Um, I do love California, but not the crunch. You know, mm. now they in the supermarkets they put that crunchy bit. I, I don't like crunchy. it. I don't. I oh, think I it's uh, <laughs> going away from the traditional approach. Yeah, but you know, I'm a disruptor. What do you expect from me? <laughs> so. What about, so one of the other things, like my daughter, for instance, she's really into these like seaweed sheets, nori sheets that you can get from um, Itsu. And we, we were trying to experiment to see whether we could use them to make sushi the other day. We can't, they're too thin. So as someone who has made, oh, there you go. Now I just know you've got something to say about this, Inga. <laughs> There are specific uh, mats, you know, that you use so mm. you don't touch them. You need to um, wet your fingers and then you work with, with the nori. The yeah, the mm. nori. You put the rice and then using that special mat, you don't touch it. So and this is how you roll it. And you know what, this, this, I, I'm loving all this expertise, this sushi expertise that we've got on, on the show today. I'm loving it because this reminds me of how we do business. You know, sometimes we need a little bit more input from somewhere else. So, you know, we need to learn the, the technique or the resource or the strategy. So knowing all that you know about sushi, Inga, and loving all the different varieties that you do, how... How do you think sushi and business kind of equate? What do you think the relationship is with sushi and business? The same if we to, uh, talk about um, similarities. So making sushi may appear difficult process. Mm. And in reality, if you follow step by step, it's quite easy. The same with business and especially technology. And I work with people who um, identify themselves as technophobes. It's so much easier than it seems. So when you just go step by step or even, um, you know, like in Magical Creators um, on online calls, you don't need to know how to do it. You just can ask saying, I want to have this result. And you can get help with how to get to that result. So I think it's the main thing is knowing what you want or what is your final destination. And then you can get help with how to figure out or you can figure out by following steps. Mm. So what has Sushi taught you about running your business? It's a very <laughs> interesting question. Um, um, and it, the answer is just coming out now is enjoying running your business the same as you enjoy something like food, for instance, mm. as you can guess, I love sushi. Um, and sometimes we forget that business can be equally enjoyable. We can focus only on the hard part in order to, you know, attract clients, creating system, build online presence. But in reality, it's very enjoyable. So when we focus what we want to deliver with our business, this is that enjoyable part. And it's worth to learn how to do it. So if you want mm. to love, if, if you want to eat sushi every day, you basically learn how to make it yourself. 
that you enjoy the process. And I think it's very important in business to enjoy it. And I know from my experience, I'm, I, I was taking this very seriously. I, I'm workaholic. So I was working a lot, focusing on the process. For me, uh, working a lot is enjoyment in itself. But I was completely forgetting the fun part. Mm. So it's about enjoying what you do. I like the the comparison of um, enjoying the process. When you mentioned that you, you've learned how to do sushi yourself, it just shows when you're interested in something, you take it to the next level and you, you sort of mm. really enjoy the process. And I think it's it's a very novel and I guess it's it's a very good thing to do when you're when you're interested in something to really focus on it and actually enjoy the process of getting to that thing. Because mm-hmm. I think as entrepreneurs, sometimes it's very easy to be distracted and be interested in lots of things, but not being able to push it far enough and focus on it. So yeah. I think that that's what I take away from what you're sharing. Mm. I yeah. have another example with how business and sushi can go together. So. Getting to know how to make sushi is one step, but I don't need to make sushi all the time. I can order sushi. I can outsource sushi making process. The same with the business. Because you know how to do it, it doesn't mean that you have to do it. Um, It's better if you know the process. Uh, Don't outsource because you don't like something doing, but outsource it because you don't need to do it. Like, I can do websites, I can do uh, ads, I can do graphics. But my zone of genius is creating strategies for other people. So it's knowing when you need to stop and delegate and eat, like, outsource sushi rather than make it all all day my own, on my own. I love uh, that. I love that. <laughs> it's true. It's such a, such a good analogy. <laughs> it really is. It's a fantastic analogy. Sometimes we just need to outsource. Yeah, I mean, like me, I always outsource my sushi making. <laughs> <laughs> and that's the beauty of team. That is the beauty of team. You can outsource and still enjoy. <laughs> Oh, Inga, it has been such a, such, such a pleasure having you with us today. And, you know, just your wisdom and expertise in your own zone of genius, also in sushi and sushi making. I mean, who knew? Who knew? So before we wrap up today's um, podcast, tell us a little bit more about where can we find you? How can we keep this connection going with you? What are you up to? Okay, so you can find Find me on Facebook and on Instagram, meters.live, and it's a website. Also, uh, you're welcome to attend one of our events. Sadly, we had to cancel the live event in May, but it will be a virtual event. And I think it's opportunity for more people to join. So you don't need to travel, but the experience will be equally um, amazing. Yes. So it's in May, and if you go to magicalcreators.live, there are all the details. And Gail is one of the um, speakers at that event. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, so just look up for magicalcreators.live, and you're welcome to join membership as well. 
um, if you want to build your business and have fun. Lovely. Awesome. I think it's a, I think it's a really amazing community you're building, and I've seen the some of the speakers you have and the, the people in part of your community. I I highly recommend people to check out Inga's Magical Creators mm. Community. Yeah, and one of the things I'd like to say about the community as well is, um, I, I mean, crumbs. We have travelled this journey for a long time, and I I still remember the day actually when. Um, it came up on my Facebook timeline the other day, but I remember the day when we were sitting down together and, and Inga said to me, I've got this idea. I'm thinking about doing this event, this online, uh, the, this um, event for, you know, to bring different people together for all my, I'm not even quite sure what I'm going to call it yet. Cause I don't think you had the name at that stage. It was just so early on. And I said to her, but how are you going to, how's it going to work? I don't know yet. Okay. So when's it going to be? I don't know yet. And we had virtually no details, but we were, by the end of the, our time together, it was like, right, we're doing this. We are gonna, but we had, and, and literally it came together so beautifully. It just literally flowed because it was very, it was very channeled, the whole event, the name, even who was um, on that first panel of, of um, um, speakers and facilitators it was all channeled and it's come together so beautifully and here we are um planning we've since then we've done an online virtual summit which was off the chain for your very first online virtual summit how many people did you have inga <laughs> sign up <laughs> oh it was around a thousand people a thousand very first one never done it before we had over a thousand people it was amazing amazing and attracted some real global um, internationally recognized names as well which was really good so i am forever in awe of your bravery to be honest because you came from latvia didn't know anybody you started a business fueled by champagne <laughs> you know you created this this event a few years later just because you were obedient to the voice and here we are. So I am in awe and very grateful as well for your bravery and very pleased and proud to call you my friend. And also I wanted to say that you, you do come up with very good names, high impact happiness and, you know, your, your membership uh, group. The, she's got the, a very, she's got a, but you know what, Woon? she has got a very, very good copywriter on her team, you know, I've got to say, she's got a fan, fantastic copywriter on her team. <laughs> but, but <laughs> Even I, if I say so myself. <laughs> but I think it's it's a it's it just shows it's really bottom part. Like it's it's getting a good name. Like to me, the name itself is is so so powerful. What you have. She, yeah. Yes. Those two were they were channeled. channeled. Yeah, they were channeled. Yes, they they came to me. It's because when I was deciding what I want to bring to the world, um, it is impact. But the happiness moment was equally important because I think there is no point in running a successful business but being unhappy. And magical creators is because we all have magic inside. We have our gift. And we create magic with our businesses. This is where magical creators came from. Beautiful. So what do you think, before we finally go, what do you think the future has in store for you, Inga? Because, you know, I'm all about building this decade of distinction. You know, what's the next 10 years going to be like? What do you think the future has in store for you? You know, 
again, current circumstances just showed that planning ahead <laughs> may be dangerous. Um, but I'm learning um, how to be a leader. So basically, the community that I'm creating is to learn how to be a leader. Um, there is a niggling voice uh, telling me that I will want to write a book. I'm not there yet. I'm, I'm <laughs> resisting it. But it's about um, becoming more visible and leading by example because what I want for my community to show them how to be visible so they overcome all the internal challenges and be able to serve the world and to heal. So bringing more healers on the surface so there is more harmony in the world. And as you all can see now, it's more than needed. Beautiful. Beautiful. What a beautiful vision. Beautiful vision to end our show today with. Absolutely wonderful. Thank you so much, Inga. And I, for one, I'm certainly looking forward to the virtual event in May. And I, I just know that when we get the chance to do it live again later on this year, that is also going to be another phenomenal event as well. So thank you so much for sharing your wisdom with us and your expertise Inga it has been an absolute pleasure thank you thank you and remember to tune into our next episode of the Entrepreneur Sushi Club